1: Hello and welcome. This episode is sponsored by CAA Manitoba, making bad days good and good days better. When I was a little girl, we were always outside in the winter. It didn't matter how cold it was, how much snow we had. And aside from a blizzard, we were outside playing all the time skating, making snowmen, snowball fights, tobogganing, everything that you associate with winter. But the one thing that kept us warm and allowed us to play out in the snow were the garbage mitts. These were the buff, kind of orangey-colored gloves, and they had a wool lining. They kept us nice and warm. It's something that I, that I always remember, and everybody had a pair of these mitts. Our special guest today is someone who's going to tell us all about these mitts and why they were called garbage mitts. My special guest is Howard Raber. He's the president and owner of Raber Glove Manufacturing Company Limited, located here in Winnipeg. Hello, Howard, and welcome.
2: Hello. Thank you for having me.
1: You're welcome. I was so happy to have you here. And I'm so curious and looking forward to learning more about the history of these gloves. So let's start with there. How did you get into the glove making business?
2: Well, I'm a third-generation glove manufacturer. My grandfather started in the glove industry in 1924. When he came over from Europe, he was a glove cutter from one of the local glove manufacturers here. And then in 1934, he and a fellow cutter realized that nobody was manufacturing dress gloves in Western Canada. So he started a company with his partner called Perfect Fit Glove, and they manufactured the majority of the dress gloves for the Eaton's mail order, which (laughs) at that time held the majority of the retail share of Canada. Then in 1941, when my father came of age to come into the business, as well as my grandfather's partner's son, my grandfather didn't want four partners. and He said, you know what? Buy me out. And he started Rayburg Club in 1941. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, My dad began working with him literally from day one. I worked here as a kid during the summers, doing inventory, doing odd jobs, making deliveries to home sewers. Doing a lot of the grunt work, which when you're the boss's son, that's what you need to do in order (laughs) to build yourself to the level where your employees will respect and trust the effort that you're putting in, regardless as to whether or not you're the boss's son. Mm -hmm. I've been full-time here since 1985.
1: Oh, wow. That's amazing.
2: And I bought the company from my father. My time's not great. I'd say about between 10 to 12 years ago.
1: Okay. And... And so was that something that you've always wanted to do ever since you started in the business and, and you saw all that your grandfather and your dad
2: did with the business? I would say from day one. I'm the youngest of four. Okay. My elder three siblings left Dodge at a very early age. <laughs> and, you know, it was, I liked the fact what the name brought to the industry, seeing the respect that my father and my grandfather had for people they did business with, how they did business with, how a handshake meant everything in the world back then. Mm-hmm. We've had some longstanding relationships. As a matter of fact, we've been with the bank, with Scotia Bank, now, for 80 years.
1: 80 years. Wow. And 80 years, that's how long you've been in business, isn't it?
2: Correct. Yes. Thanks. Today, this year is our 80th year in business. And we are proudly, not only locally made, but 100% mm-hmm. Canadian made.
1: That's wonderful. That's good to know. And uh, congratulations on 80 years. That's quite the milestone.
2: Thank you. I look good for my age, but thank you.
1: (laughs) So all kidding aside, no, that is amazing that that first of all, you are local, Canadian-made and sourcing local. Um, I can't say that too many companies are doing that now because in terms of, I guess, the cost, it might be cheaper to source from other countries.
2: Just to correct you, our supply chain is global. According okay. to the definition, all our product is cut and sewn here in Winnipeg.
1: Okay, That's, all right. So
2: our leathers to- come from Europe. Our linings come from the States, some from Canada. Mm-hmm. You know, the thread, the buckles, the knickknacks. There is no domestic supply chain for things like that, okay. although they're domestic suppliers, but those come from offshore.
1: Okay, so thank you for the clarification because I thought that everything was sourced here. But no, it's good to know that that
2: (laughs) You know, I would love that to be the case. But glove leather in and of itself is different than garment leather, different from jacket leather. It's a different process altogether. We use a certain section of the cow, which is probably 90% of our product line. We also use some lambskin. We also use some goatskin. But predominantly for the retail trade, which we're discussing garbage mitts, Mm -hmm. Those are all from cow.
1: Okay. Okay. Good to know. Now, is that because the hide is sturdier for the gloves? Is that part of it?
2: It does. Well, we have a great supplier uh, that we've been dealing with for, I don't want to say years because my time to to space differential isn't what it (laughs) used to be. Funny story. We had a customer. She called to tell me that she's finally retiring. And I said to her, I appreciate our relationship and that we've been in business, and we've been doing business for 10 years. And she said, Howie, we've been doing business for 25 years. Oh, so <laughs> when, you, when you have those relationships develop, which we hold near and dear, mm-hmm. you know, that's where it is. But cow is durable. And it's we have to use hives that, you know, we're not outpricing ourselves.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, of course, that makes sense. Now, you mentioned the the process. So is the process different because you have gloves, of course, and then you have the mitts? So, would you say the process is different for both, or is it the same?
2: Um, by process, do you mean the raw materials?
1: Yes, well, I guess the raw material and yeah. perhaps how everything is dyed. Like, is yeah. Is-
2: well, we get all our skins tanned. We buy them mostly in black and in beige. Mm-hmm. We buy them in different weights, which are apropos for different gloves, mitts, and whatnot. Okay. When you buy anything from us. From year in, year out, they're identical in form, fit, and function, which is very important. Yes. Meaning that if somebody bought a garbage mitt from us 20 years ago and they were a size medium, they'd mm-hmm. still be a size medium today.
3: Oh, and that's i like good when to you know. go to
2: a retail store, like for myself, I can go in and, you know, I'm 6'5", I'm a big guy, I buy a 2XL one year, and depending on where the manufacturing is coming from, I could be a 3X the next year.
1: Oh, okay, So there's
2: yeah. uniformity in what we do. That's good. And we take pride in that because that speaks for longevity Mm -hmm. and the quality. But unlike other leathers, we have to have the stretch left in because you want it to give across the knuckles like your skin.
3: Oh, right. We have
2: to make sure that we have leather in the product so that it can give to fit over time Mm -hmm. so that when you break them in, that they would fit. Mitts are a little bit different. Mitts are really subjective to the wearer where I'm reluctant when people say to me, well, how do I size a mitt? And I'm going, you've got to try them on, because I've had people come in Mm -hmm. that I would swear were a size medium, but they buy a double extra large because they want to put a mitt in there that their grandmother knitted them And So mitts are really subjective. Gloves are a little bit more of a precise fit.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Now, I mentioned in my intro that there used to be that wool lining in the glove, or the mitt, I should say. Do you still do that?
2: The original Garbage Mitt was that unlined pullover mitt that the City of Winnipeg Garbage Men wore, and they used to use what they called an Icelandic liner, which is 100% wool, and it had red little zigzags in it. Mm -hmm. We don't carry that Icelandic liner, but we carry a a liner that is 100% wool that goes into that product. Mm -hmm. But the Garbage Mitt migrated from that unlined mitt to the retro-looking mitt now, where it's got the two-and-a-half-inch cuff on it. And oh, that's yeah. what most people buy and remember as the garbage mitts.
1: Absolutely. Now, speaking garbage mitt, you mentioned about the garbage men. Is that where the the whole name of garbage mitts came from?
2: Yeah. Is that the garbage it, men it, wore them? It, it, the garbage men wore them, and people figured if it was durable enough for them to wear, then that's why they ended up calling them garbage mitts. And as a matter of fact, I own the trademark to garbage mitts. I bought the trademark in two thousand and twelve. Oh, good for you. Well, so I own garbage mitts, and since <laughs> then there's been a resurgence. <laughs> I'm getting inquiries from all over Canada. Garbles, garbage mints are back. Where can we buy them and whatnot? So, in light of our 80th year, we're not an e commerce site.
1: Mm-hmm. So, we
2: field a lot of inquiries as to where we could tell people to go. And one of the number one places in Manitoba is CAA.
1: Yes. And thank you. And that's a good intro because you have a long standing relationship with CAA Manitoba, don't you?
2: I believe since at least 2014.
1: Okay. That's a good run of time. And you're part of the Manitoba Made Collection. So tell me, what does that mean to you to be part of that collection?
2: It makes me feel proud. And it makes, and I know that my father and my grandfather are smiling down upon it. I told my grandfather years ago that I would not want to import. Yeah. I take pride in being made local, made in Manitoba, made in Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. And we're getting a lot of support from people out there supporting our product. Yeah. And that touches me deeply. It really does. It stands yes. for what we intend, we strive to achieve.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and I can hear it in your voice. It's that emotion. It's that that sense of, well, emotion for the product and what the company stands for. But I can I can also tell that there is that emotion for what your grandfather built and what your father carried on. And now you're carrying it on for the family.
2: I'm just perpetuating the hard work that they put in years yeah. ago to get me to where I am today. Mm-hmm. It hasn't always been, you know, there's been bumps in the road, family businesses and whatnot.
1: Oh for sure. Yeah. But
2: for the most part, I'm at a point in time in my life within this business that I wouldn't want to be anywhere else.
1: Yeah, no, I can tell that. Now what about your family? Is there anyone in your family that is sort of next in line to carry on the business?
2: Uh no. I have two sons, both in their thirties, who are working elsewhere. Okay. The issue with Our industry specifically is—it's getting harder and harder to find people to work in the factories.
1: Mm, Yeah, you
2: know, Rayber Glove is so entrenched in its marketplace with the people that we sell to and our customers that the orders come automatically, oftentimes. Because for us, relationships mean more than the business. Becomes from relationships comes the business. It's never the other way around. So if I could find You know, and it's something that we're all looking for. If I could keep finding stories to keep us going, I'm 61. If anything, COVID taught me is that retirement isn't for me. I need to have a place to hang my hat and get out of the house. Yes. So I'll keep it going as long as I possibly can. But no, Mm -hmm. both of my sons are working elsewhere.
3: Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one?
1: relationships it comes first because I'm a great believer in it's all about those connections you make. It's those relationships that it's not a one off. It's not a you want to know who is buying your gloves and mitts and who's wearing them and the satisfaction that they get and and the fact that I'm proud to own a pair of these garbage mitts. And they're keeping my I hands warm. Yes. <laughs>
2: People come in and they'll ask me, you know, is your product any good? And I'm reluctant to say that it is because they have to tell me that it's good. I have to satisfy them. So the fact that people are still buying them and buying them by the pairs, that speaks leaps and bounds. We used to do business just with a handshake. And now it's more legalese and all that other stuff. Mm -hmm. But when you get a call from a buyer who just wants to see how you're doing and not talking about business, you know you're made it there. You know that your that relationship is solid. Absolutely. I try to know as many of my clients as I possibly can. It's not on a first name basis. Mm-hmm. So I'm approachable. I mean, I get inquiries for people asking for one pair and I will phone them. So it takes me longer to convince them that it's okay that I phone them because <laughs> they go, Mr. Weber, why are you phoning me for one pair? And my attitude is it would be one more pair than I sold the year before. Mm-hmm. So, I'm accessible to people. And, you know, I answer the phone, you do what it takes. But I am blessed to have a fantastic staff working for me.
1: Oh, yeah. You know what? And it's good to have that support. And it's not only good to have that support, but also they believe in the company. They believe in the product. And that's why your staff is so excellent.
2: I have a lot of long timers here. My office manager has been with me 35 years.
1: That's amazing. You
2: know, my that cutting foreman and my floral lady have been with me well over 20 years, if not longer. Growing up in the business, you know, you grew up with the sons and daughters of people who worked there because they also worked there during the summer.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I am still in contact with some of them, which is, I think, very cool.
3: It is um, very cool.
2: <laughs> so, so it's just a matter of being there. And I got to tell you that the relationship that we have developed with CAA is amazing. And the product just speaks for itself. So it's good all around.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: When they reached out to me to be on your podcast, I jumped at the opportunity.
1: Oh, good. <laughs> I'm but so glad. as you can tell,
2: I love to talk about what I do.
1: Well, of course. and And you tell it very well. And you were telling it like it is. And I absolutely love that there's that history. There's that commitment. There's that sense of security and belonging to the community and also to your staff and your customers. Because, I mean, without customers... You wouldn't have a business, would you?
2: No, oh. definitely not. And you know, the garbage mitt phenomenon is growing every year. People buy them in multiples, they'll buy them for their sons, their daughters, their grandchildren. Sometimes I'll get an email from a guy who said he's had a pair of our mitts for 30 years and they're still holding up. Mm-hmm. That's gold to me. That, you know, I tell him I wish he'd lose them so he'd have to buy another <laughs> pair. But all kidding aside, For someone to have our product for sometimes 20 to 30 years and still say that they're performing for them and that they're holding up, that speaks leaps and bounds for what we do here.
0: Heading out? Take CAA along for the ride. Roadside assistance plus rewards. Insurance discounts and much more. We've got you covered. Join today. CAA. Making bad days good,
1: and good days better. Well, and I have something to share with you because my husband, who is turning sixty-five next year, he still has his pair of garbage mitts. Wow. Yep.
2: Wow. You got a smile coming from me from ear to ear.
1: <laughs> And he shared with me because when I told him I was going to be interviewing you, he says, "Oh yeah." He says, "Yeah, I've still got my garbage mitts, and we used to play sponge hockey outside wearing mitts and." And he used to deliver papers and not like they're doing now where they're driving, which I don't blame them delivering papers. He used to go door to door, pulling his wagon and wearing the garbage mitts.
2: I hear that story a lot. Different versions, different variations. The the same emphasis is on the garbage mitt is, you know, holding well. I'm speechless when I hear how well it sells and how much it sells and how everybody who buys them, their customers are loving them. And that literally is the dotted, beneath the exclamation point, just how important it is that what we do, as proud can be, with what we're able to accomplish. And I emphasize the word we. I -hmm. try not to use the word I. It's always we.
1: Yeah, it's we as in a community, as your staff, it's everyone that's involved, whether it's a buyer, it's a customer, it's the community itself. because. I know that you're a huge supporter of community, aren't you?
2: I try to be. Donate mitts where I can. Mm -hmm. And that's important to me. You know, different organizations do reach out and we try to do what we can. Mm -hmm. Some get one year, the others get another year, but we try to support that.
1: Yeah, that's important as well. Yeah. I want to touch on a little bit about, you know, I talked about my husband and, you know, playing sponge hockey and delivering papers in the snow, but... You and I are the the same age, and so our memories of when we were outside playing, we stayed out all the time, didn't we? And we only came in. There's no
2: video games back then. No, no video
1: games.
2: (laughs) Whether you wanted to go out or not, my mother would say, "Get dressed and go outside." So we'd either congregate outside, playing road hockey, snowball fights, building forts, doing whatever you can to be outside. You'd come in once in a while to warm up. But then you went outside up until dinner time. And that Mm -hmm. was how it was. Yep.
1: Yeah. And skating.
2: Going to the local playground where they used to have outdoor rinks. Mm -hmm. And they would have a, some would have a shack with a wood stove and they would serve you hot chocolate. Yeah. All those are fond memories that seem to have the garbage mitt at the nucleus of all of these memories. Which is really cool.
1: (laughs) It is really cool because everybody had a pair.
2: There was a sign at the force talking about Manitoba isms and the garbage mix was up in the sign.
1: Oh my goodness,
2: yeah. Go to the promise of Manitoba, garbage mix is one of, you know, up there with socials and on all the other things that are Manitoba made, but it's growing all across Canada and a lot of really good reviews which speak mountains for what we do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Who would you say would be your biggest customer? Who buys the locally or
2: nationally? Because I gotta be very careful here.
1: Okay, so let's start with nationally. Who's your biggest customer?
2: The Cabela's Canada.
1: Oh, okay. The okay, largest
2: national That's customer. Okay. And they sell the garbage mitt as well. Mm-hmm. As well as a couple of our most popular items. Okay. But they okay. are by far our largest national customer. Mm-hmm. We do deal with the Northwest Company. We deal also with Arctic Cooperatives. Okay. In Winnipeg, CAA Manitoba is probably one of the larger customers that we have. Mm-hmm. We also sell to uh, the Shammy Car Wash, all three locations, mm-hmm. Forks Trading, the Haberdashery. And if I forgot anybody, I don't mean any ill intent by it. but
1: Also Pollock uh, Hardware.
2: Pollock Hardware, sure, in the North End.
1: Yeah, because when I was doing a search about Raver Gloves, that popped up that they that uh, yeah. they sell your, your product. Yeah.
2: Yeah. There was a recent... Uh, CA also has an affiliation with Virgin Radio, and they spoke very highly about the garbage mitts, and they also stated that some movie stars were caught photographed wearing our garbage which I'm oh. trying to get a hold of those photos.
1: <laughs> that's pretty but cool. That's
2: all, that's all based on the hard work and efforts we do to get the quality product out that we get out. Mm-hmm. And I will say I think that we make the best glove and mitt out there. I would agree. I would agree who might want to fight me on it, but I'm <laughs> going to stand for him and to say,
1: you know what, you stand behind your product and there's no one who's going to fight or argue with you about that.
2: Well, being six, five and like a football player doesn't hurt.
1: <laughs> and if they are going to argue with you, it's like, okay, here, here's a pair of mitts. Try them on. Tell me That's what right. you think. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. That's, so right. was- That's the thing. If I see that they're wearing something from a competitor or something different, I'll say, I've got something that's similar, but you'll have to decide whether it's good or not. And they look at me like, well, what do you mean? Mm -hmm. I'm going, I have to satisfy you. I can't tell you I make a good product. You have to tell me that I make a good product.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Now, I have a question for you because it is, you know, Coffee with Jenny B. And I, I want to ask you, so are you a coffee person?
2: Yes, I am. I love to have a latte in the morning.
1: Okay. Now, do you like to make your own latte, or is there a favorite coffee shop that you go to?
2: I like to make my own.
1: Okay, and so how do you make your latte?
2: I got myself the Keurig K Cafe okay. that has a frother, mm-hmm. and I have a mocha latte every morning.
1: Oh, It takes wonderful. Me less
2: than a minute to make it. It's great.
1: That's, so that's And every restaurant
2: that I go to when I go out, and if I'm going to have a, a coffee, it would definitely be the latte. I like the froth. I like the flavor. Mm. I just like a latte. Sometimes an espresso, sometimes a cappuccino, but mostly a latte.
1: Okay, so your mocha latte is your treat every day.
2: Yes, every morning.
1: You know what? We all need that treat. I actually like a mocha latte myself. The combination of chocolate and coffee, that's a winner for me. Can't beat it. No.
2: (laughs) And we come from a city where we're all foodies. We could go on and talk about food for another hour. But we
1: probably could, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah.
2: All the treats that we all grew up with, that we all love, still love to this day, that mm-hmm. are still around.
1: Yeah. You know, we could talk about all kinds of different Manitoba things like, you know, genie's cake and poo rye bread and, you know, things that are... pretty
2: rye bread, everything. Yeah, and it's everything. like my other siblings, when they would come to Winnipeg to visit my father, it hovered around a lot of the food. Yes. So, you know, uh, my brother pick him up at the airport or somebody would pick him up. And you'd have to go to VJ's for a hamburger. Mm -hmm. And the next morning, you'd have to go to Sal's for breakfast. Yep. You know, so these are all, when you're a Winnipegger, that closeness with people that you went to even kindergarten with. Mm -hmm. I'm still friends with people I went through elementary school with.
1: Yep. So is my Uh, husband. The
2: Winnipeg thing that you went to high school with. Yep. If you talk about that to somebody from Toronto, they'll look at you like, I have no idea where half these people are. No. That is. We're a city with a small town feel where you know everybody. Yep. And And we can play geography between the two of us. And I'm sure there's a myriad of people that we've come across.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know what? It's like Kevin Bacon and the six degrees of separation. But in Winnipeg, it's like two. And this, Yeah, absolutely.
2: No anonymity in this city. None.
1: None. And, you know, when you hear about be careful not to burn any bridges is very true in Winnipeg because you just never know when you're going to connect with this person again. And if you've had a bad experience, it's always going to stay a bad experience. Yeah, so you have to be very careful about, you know, what I you say about <laughs> Absolutely. Now, you mentioned other products. So in addition to the garbage mitts and, and the gloves and everything, so what other products do you sell?
2: Well, we make the dress glove that the City of Winnipeg Police, City of Winnipeg Fire and Paramedics wear. We make a lot of the gloves for the Ontario Provincial Police. Okay. We make the famed brown serge online dress glove that's worn by the RCMP. Oh, and we okay. also make the musical ride glove that's worn by the RCMP.
1: Oh, that's amazing. And we also do
2: a lot of work for the federal government, for the military, making various styles over the years. But those are the RCMP relationship. I mean, even people in Winnipeg don't know that their products are made here. Okay. So when you see them bringing down the Grey Cup next week, when we actually win the Grey Cup,
1: that's right, and we they're will. wearing
2: those brown dress gloves, you can know that those gloves are made by Raver Gloves.
1: Oh my goodness, that's amazing. So you're, you're like a local celebrity then?
2: If you want to say that, yeah. I don't <laughs> I just feel, I'm just happy with what I do. As you could tell from our visit, mm-hmm. that I will talk your ears off about what I do, because that's how much I love it. I love dealing with the people that I'm dealing with. Yeah. I wouldn't want to do anything else in my life where I am right
1: now. You know what? You're one of the lucky ones that have found your passion and your calling in life. There aren't too many of us that can say that with any degree of conviction or honesty. And and so I'm really happy to hear that you are providing this service. I, I call it a service, even though it's a product, because it's more than just the glove. It's the relationship. It's the memory. It's the the comfort and care. That you're giving to the person who's wearing your product.
2: Yes, it is. Yeah, it's a testament to what we do. So that when people keep buying it, you know, sometimes I get to be speechless because I'm just so appreciative, so happy, grateful that people love our product. Mm-hmm. And we're going to keep going as long as we possibly can.
1: Okay. Okay, good to know. So, one final question for you. What's next in terms of any new product or what else can we expect from Rayburn Glove?
2: The same quality and consistency in our product line. We're entrenched with what we make. We're successful with what we make. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of new product development because if it's not broke, you don't fix it. There's all the different fabrics and liners and inserts and whatnot, but we just stick to the same Leather mitt with the same polyester acrylic pile lining that goes in it. People say to me, are, what are your mitts temperature rated at? And I just flat out look at them and say, Winnipeg. Full stop. <laughs> well, what does that mean? Well, if they keep, keep you warm in Winnipeg, they'll keep you warm everywhere. And we sell them as far north as north can be. And the and... communities up north also support the product, and they love the product. And to me, that's another feather in my cap.
1: It is. And you know, it's funny about winter because we're known as winter peg. And for a good reason, because I think it was, it was it last year that we were even colder than the Arctic Circle? I think it was last year. I
2: believe so. Yeah, yeah. I believe that being the case. Yeah. And you know, there's that corny saying where you say, but it's a dry cold. We're hardy people here. We learn to deal. Winters can be tough. People mm-hmm. tend to, migrate south, albeit not so much now with the pandemic and all. Right, I wouldn't have it any other way. I just, mm-hmm. I love living in Winnipeg. I love being a Winnipegger. I love being surrounded by Winnipeggers, good people, sociable people. Yes. Friendly. Friendly Manitoba is an understatement. We really are friendly people here. We are. And we'll just keep going. Some days are more difficult than others to get out of bed <laughs> in the morning. But yep. for the most part, I love what I do. I love mm-hmm. what we do. I have to yes. be sure.
1: You know what? And we love what you do as well. Thank you. You're welcome. So if someone wants to buy a pair or two for a Christmas gift or for themselves, where can they, I mean, they can buy them at CAA Manitoba, right. but can they order them off your website?
2: No, we, our new website will be launched shortly in honor of our 80th year, and we're not an e-commerce site. Okay. We are okay. the factory. We want people to go to our vendors because that's a relationship that we hold dear.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So if you wanted to buy local, like we said before, you could buy them at CAA. Mm-hmm. You could buy them at Cabela's. You could buy them at the Chamois Car Washes, the Haberdashery, Pollock Hardware, Forks Trading. And I'm sure there are others that I'm forgetting, and I don't mean it. Anything, no, and, you know. that,
1: and that's fine. And you know what? And if someone really wants to buy a pair somewhere in the city, they will find it.
2: Of course. Yes, and they can all reach good. out to, to me, to us here. Questions are cheap and answers are even cheaper. <laughs> so if you don't ask, you don't know. And we welcome all, all comments and all questions.
1: Wonderful. And I always say, if you don't ask, you don't get. And so ask away. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Howard. I really appreciate the time. And I love you. You're welcome. And I love learning more about the history behind the garbage mitts and more about your company. and Congratulations again on 80 years.
2: Thank you very much. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. So until next time, consider buying a pair of Raber gloves, garbage mitts, mitts, any other product line. You can buy them at a number of locations that Howard has mentioned, but especially look at buying from CAA Manitoba. You can buy at any of their four locations, 18th Street in Brandon, Kildonan in Place, 870 Emperor Street or 501 St. Anne's Road, or you can buy online at caamanitoba.com. And stay warm.
0: Thanks so much for listening. If you like Coffee with Jenny B and want to know more, connect with Jenny on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. That's Jenny with a G. Until then, all you need is joy and more coffee.